to Seeking Rents, the podcast. I'm your host, Jason Garcia. I am the publisher of Seeking Rents. That's a newsletter where we explore the ways big businesses and other special interests influence public policy in the state of Florida. This is going to be um, another quick daily update from the Florida legislature's 2024 session, and we've fallen a little bit behind schedule here. So this is going to be an update from both days 49 and 50 of the 60-day legislative session. Um, so we'll just we'll try and catch up on a, on a few things that happened on Monday and Tuesday this week, essentially. And and for my money, certainly politically speaking, the most interesting thing that happened is that the Alabama Supreme Court may have just killed a fiddle personhood bill in Florida. Um, we, we've talked about this legislation a little bit before. This is um, Senate Bill 476 and House Bill 651. Um, and they would uh, th- these bills, which uh, were moving through the legislature fairly, um, fairly steadily, the Florida legislature, that is, um, would would essentially define a fetus or an embryo in the womb as an unborn child and then create a, a private cause of action, allowing someone to to sue for the wrongful death of that embryo or fetus. Um you know, this has been the subject of some pretty intense debate uh, in Florida, um, and, and despite what the sponsors claim, and and the sponsors, it's worth remembering, the two sponsors of this bill also carried Florida's uh, six-week abortion ban legislation last year. Um, the sponsors keep claiming that it's this bill isn't about abortion, but it's been pretty widely viewed as as an, a, a a clear backdoor attempt to attack abortion, both by exposing abortion providers uh, to more potential lawsuits. And also potentially by creating this competing right in law um, that conservative judges could use to to throw out even more abortion rights. Um, the challenge here is that Alabama has a similar law on the books, and uh, folks listening to this have probably heard about this. But the Florida, the Alabama Supreme Court just ruled that um, that that personhood law uh, means that a an embryo, a frozen embryo created for um, in vitro fertilization is also a child under that law. Um, it is it is like this this story has like taken the nation by storm. It's it's already forced hospitals in Alabama, some some of them to shut down in vitro procedures. It's got um politicians across the country trying to distance themselves from this ruling and try and say we need to we need to protect uh in vitro fertilization and that's not the intention when we're when we're creating personhood laws. Um, now, the way the Florida bill is written, it, it certainly didn't seem to cover embryos outside the womb like like those used in in vitro fertilization. But but the thing is, that was actually already an issue for anti-abortion activists who um, wanted and have said in testimony that they want all embryos and fetuses uh, considered unborn children and protected by um, by this this law, creating private causes of action and allowing you know civil lawsuits. Um and this sort of illustrates uh, the problem here, or the, the the political problem anyway, is that uh, if you write a law like this too broadly or vaguely, um, it will have extreme effects, like we just saw in hospital, like we just saw in Alabama, where again some places are just shutting down in vitro procedures now because the 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 risk of of getting hit with a lawsuit is too high now because you could be sued for killing a child. Um, but the the other challenge is the more you try and narrow down or clarify a bill like this so that it's a more broadly acceptable to voters who generally are supportive of of abortion access um the more you upset your own kind of fundamentalist base who do want it to be as extreme as possible you you end up in this like impossible situation stuck between your own base and sort of the broader electorate um and that's how you end up with a stuck bill um 
It's it's interesting. We've actually seen Republicans in Florida struggling to navigate the same challenge a bit with gun rights activists the last couple of years who want um, the right to carry guns openly without permits wherever they go. You know, it it hasn't it hasn't erupted into a major story like this uh, because there hasn't been you know. Uh, there hasn't been a national news story where a, a law like this has backfired in such a colossal way. Um, but, you know, so the the spot anyway, the the sponsor of this bill, it was up for a hearing at the beginning of this week, uh, but they have delayed it. And it it sure sounds like um, this is in the Florida Senate. They've, they've postponed it again. And, you know, the when you're postponing bills in week eight of a nine week session, that's always that's always a, a really dire sign. It um, it certainly appears that this bill um, is unlikely to pass at this point. It uh, you never say never because uh, I, I have seen plenty of bills come back from the dead at the on the day fifty nine or day sixty of legislative sessions in the past. Um, and uh, and you know Republicans in Florida recently won in the last election they won super majorities in both chambers and and this is exactly the point where a supermajority um, is really important because. Um, it takes a two-thirds vote to waive the rules. So so the the regular sort of rules that can that can gum things up at the end of session and tie your hands aren't really a problem right now for Republicans. So so it's not it's not right to say this bill is dead, but um it is it is certainly in hospice care right now as we as we head into the the final 10 days of session. But um that will be a uh, 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 a, a, an interesting one to watch to see if there's there's any maneuverability here. It it feels like the politics of this are just so tough right now, with uh with that Alabama court ruling so so fresh in the in the country's mind that um, this one seems like it's not going anywhere. But keep a uh, keep an eye on it. Um, you know we're starting to see a bunch of these kinds of bills uh start to fall by the wayside. Another one that um has gotten a lot of attention is there are bills uh, again this year to weaken defamation protections for journalists. Um. Those have stalled again as we get right near the end of session, and and that, just like last year, um, is in part because uh, voices in conservative media have been speaking out against it because they're sort of realizing that they are among the most likely targets of of lawsuits and attacks um, if you if you weaken defamation protections just because they uh, <laughs> they tend to be the voices that engage in more. Uh, as uh, as uh, Bobby Block of the First Amendment Foundation sometimes says, more provocative commentary, right? You know, you, you don't want to be someone out there calling everybody a groomer in a state where uh, suddenly uh, defamation isn't so hard to prove. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, let's move on to a couple of other things. Um, you know, one of the things that's becoming clear in these last couple, the last couple of days, is we're starting to see uh, set up like kind of the end game and start to get a sense of what will be some of the final really big debates. Um, and three that I want to talk about um we've talked about before but there there are kind of three big bills that all kind of feel like packaged together these are kind of anti anti-worker bills um and one reason they they kind of all feel packaged together is they all come from the same billionaire backed conservative think tank um one of those is house bill 49 and that's the bill that would uh that would uh dramatically weaken uh, or, or dramatically roll back uh, child labor laws in Florida, particularly around the number of hours kids can work, 16 and 17-year-olds during high, well in school. Um, another one is House Bill 433, and this is a, a super far-reaching preemption bill that would essentially uh, erase all sorts of wage and benefit ordinances around Florida that force uh, companies contracting with governments to pay higher wages or provide better benefits. It would also... Um, it would also block uh, 
other kinds of ordinances locally, like uh, like ordinances called like fair fair work week laws that require employers to provide their their employees with like relatively predictable schedules or at least advanced notice of scheduling. Um, it would even pre pre preempt uh, cities and counties from doing anything to require heat protection uh, rules in workplaces. Um, so that's House Bill 433. And then the third one of these is, uh, I'll use the House Bill number here, but House Bill uh, 1289, which uh, would impose a bunch of new restrictions and sort of obstacles to uh, obtaining and continuing to receive unemployment benefits in Florida. Um, and and the reason I say the I, I single out these three again, other than being backed by the same the same billionaire group, uh, they all have have set up where the House has passed House Bill forty nine, a pretty far reaching version. But the Senate on Monday took up that bill and and dramatically scaled it back, essentially changed it into a little tweaking bill that was so modest that even some uh, you know, even some workers advocates uh, testified in support of the bill. So you've got you've got House Bill 49, the child, the main child labor bill that's that's now hanging in the balance. That's going to bounce back and forth between the chambers. And it it ultimately becomes a question of of, you know, who's going to win on this? Um, are, are they going to really reel back some of these hour restrictions or are they going to just sort of stitch around the edges? Uh, similar, the House is about to pass House Bill 433 uh, probably by the end of this week, and send it to the Senate. Um, the Senate, uh, much like uh, House Bill 49, has a much narrower version of this bill. Still not great, by the way, like especially if you're a if you're a farm worker or a construction worker and you're you, you know, you're working out in extreme heat. The Senate bill is still targeting you, unfortunately, um, but it doesn't go as far as it uh, as it relates to other wage and benefit protections for workers. Um, but so the House is going to send this to the Senate again, and now we're we're lined up in a situation where they're gonna they're gonna probably be pinging that one back and forth, um, and it's just a matter of just how far will they go preempting worker protections, local worker protections, and then the third one, the House uh, Unemployment Bill. Uh, I'm sorry, the Unemployment Bill, and again, um, I'll use the House Bill number. That's H House Bill 1289. That one is uh, that one is ready for a vote in the full house. It, uh, I don't believe it's been agended yet, but it looks like it's ready to go. But it has stalled in the Senate. Um, again, these are these are pretty easy things to resolve when you've got two thirds. It's not hard to waive rules and move bills around that that maybe you shouldn't or you know last minute amendments are a thing this time of year. Um, but that's another one where the House seems uh, wanting to do a lot more to to block people from getting unemployment benefits, and it's not clear if the Senate will go along. So. These seem like uh, like three big issues that probably are headed for uh, for a closing day resolution, uh, uh, and so they'll be uh, they'll be huge ones to watch. And and you know I I probably should also mention, you know there are kind of uh, ancillary issues related to this that are also moving. So um, both chambers are also about to pass a, a sort of second uh, a second child labor bill that's specific to the residential construction industry, and that bill would basically allow home builders. Uh, to, to use as many 16 and 17 year olds on residential construction sites as they'd like. Um, and then there's also um, a bill that's about to pass the house today and it's ready to go in the Senate house bill 705. And that would, that would also erase local wage and benefit laws, but, but specific to construction contractors, to companies building public works projects. So it seems, it seems at this point like a fait accompli that, that those narrower ones are going to go, but the, the, the larger issues that, that affect more and more workers, um, those, those three big bills I mentioned, um, those will be, uh, those look like they're going to be, they're going to be big issues right until the end of this session. 
Um, and the other thing that's just sort of interesting, you know, part of the reason we've fallen behind is they've begun uh, budget negotiations, a, a process known as conference, where um, the House and Senate keep trading offers back and forth on all the like literally thousands of of line items and funding issues in the the state's budget, which is you know nearly one hundred and twenty billion dollars. Um, it's interesting that you're starting to see some of the horse trading. It seems like so. Just to to give you one example, the the the, the big sort of unresolved issue right now, at least as of recording this on uh, on Wednesday morning, is what Ron DeSantis is going to do about House Bill One. That's the bill. That's the social media ban that's important to the House Speaker um, that DeSantis has suggested he might veto, and that the legislature passed anyway, and have given him only only until the end of this week to to decide on it. You know, there was a rumor started to circulate yesterday that that DeSantis had decided to veto the bill. And, and you know, lo and behold, suddenly uh, there was a budget conference where the Senate added some funding to the Florida State Guard that DeSantis wants. And the House um, added to its floor agenda a couple of uh, a couple of uh, resolutions dealing with uh, proposed constitutional amendments nationally that that Ron DeSantis has decided to make sort of things he's he's asked for this session. So, um, you know, and we we never did get an answer. He didn't veto House Bill one yesterday. So some of that feels now like posturing and and you're starting to see, you know, you can see this kind of gamesmanship and horse trading happening in in uh, in real time, basically. And and that will continue at, at the very, I mean, it'll continue all the way to the end of session, but particularly until the budget gets finalized. And that's not going to, that's not going to happen probably until this weekend at the earliest. So anyway, uh, that's, that's where things stand. Um, you know, some, some, a bunch of bills seem to be dying, but nothing's really dead until they, they gavel down on day 60. Um, and then, you know, but there's a, a lot of stuff. A lot of big, uh, potentially bad stuff in play right up until the end. So anyway, we'll try and be back tomorrow with a, with a more timely update and uh, talk, uh, get into some more, some of more of the bills moving. Um, in the meantime, if you haven't already, please uh, consider signing up for a subscription. Uh, easiest way to find us is SeekingRentsFL.com. Subscriptions are free. None of our stories or podcasts are ever behind any kind of paywalls, but um, there is an option to pay for a subscription voluntarily if you can afford it. Thanks very much for listening. Uh, we'll uh, talk to you very soon. Oh,